Hi, I'm Nadia DeMarco and this is my Diary of a Fit Bird podcast where we will be discussing all things fitness, food and of course the 4-3-2-1 method. Hi everyone, today I'm sitting here with uh, one of my longest term members, probably maybe not the longest but certainly uh, one of the longest, it's Natalie Curran and we've been trained together for about five years. And I would say, um, if I may, that you probably of everyone I've ever trained, I've noticed the biggest health improvements with you. And lots of people have all different goals when they when they start. But I think with you, that's probably the biggest thing I've noticed over the last five years is how far you've come health wise. And um, what would you say is your biggest progress over the last five years? I, I'm not gonna argue with that. I absolutely think health wise is and it's uncomparable to how I was five years ago and how I am now. Um, obviously, I do still get ill, but so does everybody. And nowhere near to the same degree. Just everything feels easier, stronger. I just feel better. And it's strange because I didn't realise I didn't feel good before. It was just part of the norm. Because um, I had had serious health issues before, not not on my own making or on my own accord. But you spend so long recovering from that and then dealing with general life and all the stresses that come with it and extra pressures um, that actually sort of looking after the general health took a back seat. Absolutely. Um, and I wasn't until, I deliberately didn't get in touch until after my hat airs because if I spent six, seven hours a day at school and then spent five, six hours at night doing homework and then studying God knows what else, I didn't physically have the capacity for it anymore. And then at first, obviously, it was difficult. We used to have to stop for, for ages for breaks. I'd overheat. My head would hurt. And then now it's, it's unbelievable. I think maybe for those that don't know you, Natalie, maybe um, if you can give them a wee bit of a background into kind of just just some of the reasons for that, for, for those kind of health it's, issues. Because obviously it's not quite standard. Yeah, so I don't... It's not... Yeah, so it's not standard, so it's not going to be relatable for everybody, but give the abbreviated version. I lost my sight when I was eight slash nine years old as a result of a brain tumour. That was quite a big deal, obviously, Um, but because it took so long for the diagnosis, I was physically very weak um, because I hadn't been able to eat for a long time either. So I was physically very weak, um, very tired, very everything. Then spent three weeks in hospital afterwards recovering from the operation to remove the brain tumour. I believe it or not, it takes a long time to recover from an operation of that magnitude. So although I was nine and had only started primary five, it took me two years. It wasn't until primary seven that I was back at school full time. I, I used to be able to do, I went to dancing every Saturday and I did that all throughout losing my sight and everything. That was all fine. I kept going three hours on Saturday, all good. But then when that switched to Monday evening, when I hit secondary school, I couldn't keep up. My health still wasn't good enough. It was exhausting. And what people underestimate is how much harder everything is when you can't see how much more energy, time, brain power it takes to do basics, never mind anything too strenuous. Yeah, absolutely. And then progressing further, obviously schoolwork gets harder. The amount of time it takes me to do it gets harder also how easy things are to do gets harder so if you can't see even if I'm frustrated 
and, and want to burn off a bit of steam, I can't just go for a run. Yes. Yeah. I can't, I really enjoy cycling, but I, I, can't, I can't jump on a bike by myself. I mean, even getting to the gym, okay, there's a lot of gym equipment I could use and can use by myself, but, but by the time I've got to the gym, I've done the workout. Yeah. <laughs> so getting out to somebody like, like you, Nadia, it meant that it could come to me and also we could tailor it to my needs. Absolutely. So when I was talking about getting too hot or having headaches, what I was referring to there is the fact that I do obviously have scarring mm-hmm. and that still bothers me. No matter how healthy I get, I am still going to struggle getting down and up quickly. So things like sit-ups, we realised weren't a problem because my stomach muscles were, were too weak, but were a problem because my head couldn't go up and down so mm-hmm. easily. But having, just as a, as a ordinary person who didn't really care that much for the exercise, wasn't you know a fitness fanatic, it didn't even occur to me that there was an, another option of the sit up and hold. Yeah. Where I just lean back and I stop. So I still start shaking like everybody else. My time has to start wa- working. But I haven't got the same problem. My head going up and down. I haven't got the same heat issues. But that was extremely noticeable at the beginning. And it was really frustrating at the beginning because I was working so hard. But I knew I was really weak so I kept I remember saying this a lot this is pathetic you must be laughing at me what like I know it doesn't look like it but I'm really trying here and that's what's unbelievable is if I were to show myself now to five years ago I would think you'd made it up oh it's incredible (laughs) I mean we were actually just talking about this the other day because when when uh, we first started I used to factor in loads of rest used to have loads of rest um, and also, it, to be fair, it took us both a bit of time to understand um, things that you could and couldn't do. So there's obviously a learning curve within that. And once we kind of mm-hmm. figured out what kind of suited you, what kind of exercises suited you, um, the rest did come down. Yeah, um, and, and, and quite why? Quickly. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, I do find incredible now is that there's like no rest. I just plow on. I'm like, right, next one. And, you know, you're so able to deal with that. And uh, whereas before, um, you know, I, I think I said to you, probably in a session, you did less than half of the exercises that we can manage now. It was just so, it, the, the difference is so incredible. And also, aside from aside from that, I always, you know, w- whenever I arrived, you would most days say to me, I'm not feeling great today, there's this or that, I feel a bit sick, or different things. Now, you never <laughs> say to me, Nadia, yeah. I'm not feeling great today, because you know, I used to always say, that's fine, we'll ease off a little, yeah. we won't push as hard, that's absolutely no problem. But mm. now, I mean, you never say to me, Nadia, I'm no. not feeling well today, you know, can we go a bit easier? And that is just, for me, such a massive difference. I think there, there was one session actually where I did leave and was physically sick and then came back. Yes, that's uh-huh. right. Genuinely, mm-hmm. and but I think that's part of it is part of it was building up strength, building up both our understanding because yes. you had trained somebody like me before Absolutely. and I didn't have anything like your knowledge of what was available in terms of exercises that I could do. Yes. So it's putting the two and two together, but also. The fact that I was pushing, so even though it might have seemed pathetic and it looked like I wasn't doing no, much, I was absolutely did. putting in my all. No, and and it's nice that after a while to feel that I can do some of this stuff. It still hurts like hell, but I can still yeah, do it. Yeah, it's that progress. It's motivational. <laughs> yeah. I think also that's an important point for anyone who is suffering from any injuries, whether they be something simple like, you know, you've 
hurt your shoulder or you know something or something major like what's happened to you mm. is that there is always a way to train and there's always a way to get some exercise in and that it, it will look different for everybody so as you see mm. our, our program was very very tailored to yeah. you but what I would say about your program is I wouldn't say it's any easier than anybody else's you know I'm always mm. kind of throwing something at you in the way yeah. I read somebody else but there's certain things that we know not to do. You mm-hmm. know, like we don't ever do sit-ups, as, yeah. you, as you mentioned. Um, you know, Occ- Occasionally it feels harder because in order to keep me in the same position, I'll get less of a, a, a leg I'm, break or an arm break. I'm, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes your legs are getting killed because we need to keep you on the same plane. So you're doing all ab work together, all leg work together, all oh. arm work together. And uh, sometimes your workout is harder because <laughs> um, it's less balanced in that way where we've mm-hmm. not gone to sort of a leg exercise and an arm exercise, then back to a leg exercise. Because that kind of moving around more you actually is, is the hardest part for you sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that's really important for people to realise is that there's always a way around it. And it did mm. take us, it did take us quite a few weeks to learn. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that that's one of the important things if you're somebody out there that, that is having, you know, health problems find somebody to help you along with it don't try and do it on your own I think that that's maybe quite an important point what well, would yeah. you agree with that would you say that like having somebody there well, with you well that's like I only knew the very the very basic stuff so mm-hmm. because also I mean don't we know everybody does PE in school everybody does these things but also a lot of those things were closed off to me physically mm-hmm. in terms of like you know anything that involved hand-eye coordination well that ain't gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> right um but you know certain things like people say oh why don't you go to the gym it's like do you know what i'll i'll, I'll send you out blindfold you try find the gym it ain't yeah, that easy yeah and whether or not like so for me that you know the site it should be the obvious thing um and you know it could be a whole range of things for other people it could just be that they're physically where they live is miles away from a gym and mm-hmm. they haven't got an easy way of getting there it yeah. doesn't need to be a, you know an actual disability or health issue but having somebody say actually no there is a way around this yeah because I don't have anything like the knowledge it's not my job it's oh, not something not. I know anything about and that applies to probably 90 odd percent of the population we've also got people giving you advice right left and center and it's really nice to be able to ask somebody does this matter does that apply to me what what's good what do I believe Yes, Does I, this I, work? Always, I always see there's a lot of noise out there. That's yeah. why I always see it. And people, everyone's always got an opinion on how you should train and how you should eat. And it is quite <laughs> nice to have somebody say, this is what you're going to just uh-huh. block all that noise out. And that's, that's true for everybody. Or, or, or some reassurance that you are okay. So yes. um, I was actually thinking this morning that Kevin Bridges sketch where he said he was, he was going to the gym because he felt he was a bit heavy. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy beside him was, you know, six-pack and th- this is his life, basically. And he turns and says, oh, you try and get a bit fitter, so, you know, you've got to make sure you've got the right diet to go with it. So what did you have for breakfast this morning? And Ken Bridge is thinking, I'm, okay, well, we can't tell him that I actually had a fry-up. So so he said, I had fruit. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, that's all sugar, you can't have fruit. It's like, honestly, you're going to have a go at me for having fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that's light, that's light. And you just can't win. And it's really nice in that sort of situation to be able to turn around and say, like, actually, this is good, uh, this is bad. You helped me identify the fact that carbs were probably my biggest issue yeah. because we just don't have the same... Nobody... Or sorry, not nobody. Very few people need the level of carbs that most people are intaking. Yes. But because of the amount of steroids and other rubbish that I'm on, I store them up much worse than, than most yes. people would. Yes, yes, yes. 
Um, so I think that that made a big difference is just knowing that sort of thing, like cutting out one set of carbs a day from a meal really made a difference. Absolutely, you know? and I think if 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 you don't mind us talking about the steroids a little, because um, not at I, all, because I think they're a big part of it. I was going <laughs> to say, and and also, um, I have I have trained many clients who have been affected by uh, taking steroids in the in the sense when I say been affected, that's very dramatic, but um, their weight has been affected, but. It, the effect that then has is it, it kind of puts them on a bit of a downer because it's maybe made them put on quite an excessive amount of weight, not just a few pounds. Yeah. And it, it really affects their mindset because they feel like it's such an uphill battle because the steroids are, are fighting against them at every turn. And I think um, uh, that so that I think that could be a useful point to talk about for lots of people because there's, there's actually be surprised how many people have to take steroids for mm-hmm. various different things and I think um, if you would agree that the hardest part is managing the appetite from the steroids is that yeah, so the, point? so I think it can also depend what they're for so yes. I think so steroids automatically they blow you up mm-hmm. there's a typical thing of it was quite cute because I was nine when I started but heavy chubby cheeks okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's less cute if you had to start when you're like 50 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that is a thing and it's something that somebody commented to me on and I didn't realise it and I actually now that I'm aware of it it came up in a book as well just completely as a sort of side side note mm-hmm. and it was steroids make you soft right and that and I thought you know what that's interesting because especially now I can feel muscle building up absolutely <laughs> absolutely but I can still also feel that I'm quite soft around a lot of it mm-hmm. and that's really hard to shift it's also appetite's a massive thing uh, and again I was thinking about that this morning so I was talking to somebody and I said I find it easier and some people will agree, agree with me some people won't but I personally find it easier to do something practical as in do exercise than not to eat as in not to do something negative yes so one has a positive impact and one doesn't have a negative and I just I prefer, I prefer that way around it also occurred to me though for 30 minutes of exercise I've ticked that box but I have to not eat or not eat rubbish for a whole day yes so there's also the I suppose the mental effort required absolutely is, is, is different uh, so ma- managing the appetite, the fact that you're physically bigger. Also, in my situation, I don't know how much I supply steroids generally. My metabolism, I think, is fake. It's very slow. Yeah, it so it. Yes. it doesn't. So people say that doing exercise increases your metabolism. I don't think mine does. Mm-hmm. So obviously, doing exercise, I get stronger, I get fitter, I burn calories doing it. But I don't have a lot of the overall which yes. also makes the weight then harder to shift yes <laughs> and the thing is for you and I is what we don't know and, and, and may not know mm. is whether that's a steroids whether that's a side effect of the other health issues you've got mm. but it definitely has affected your metabolism I would agree with that um, certainly when we do stats and things that yeah. never seems to budge no matter how much you train and things or how much um, you try yeah. and that is really downheartening there's also again coming back to the advice everybody will be like oh have you tried this do you do that it's like mm. do you know what I am doing several times as much as you are and having half the results. Yes, that is tough. not something I can help. But also there is an element of some people are just lucky. I, I told my dad the other week that I think he should be obese and he said, yeah, I know I should be. <laughs> some people naturally, um, to, to kind of put that into context. Because <laughs> um, of the job that he has. It's, um, it's, 
it, some people have very high metabolism naturally. They're, they're kind of born mm. with very high metabolism and they can kind of, if you like, get away with what eating uh-huh. <laughs> a, a, a much a higher calorie and less nutrient-filled <laughs> uh, diet. It, that, that, that does happen. Um, obviously, yeah. for most people, um, there is just a balance between eating healthy, exercising, yeah. and kind of all their stats improve. But I would definitely agree that when you're battling other kind of health problems, that can really affect the speed at which you lose weight. But what I think maybe, like, we should highlight is that actually your progress has been really good with weight loss and things I and mean, we don't need to talk about numbers but just actually your progress has been really good yeah. but just the frustration is it's not super quick and that uh-huh. is that is very very hard to deal with and that probably leads us on quite nicely to, to the kind of the mental aspect of training and uh, what obviously for everyone the biggest battle is psychological mm-hmm. and what I, what I think about you is you have such a strong mindset. <laughs> One of the strongest mindsets of anyone I've met mm. uh, at any age. And um, but on t- but kind of alongside that, you also have to use that strong mindset a lot because everything's a wee bit tougher, as you've said yeah. in the beginning. You know, you're away. From, you're living away in York for university on your own. But that comes with so many challenges on a daily basis. Sometimes, even though you've as I said, one of the strongest mindsets of anyone I know, um, you're also sometimes fed up having to dip into those resources and always yeah. finding that extra resolve to, to push through. It's it. mentally so, exhausting. Exactly. So how do you, so what I would like to ask, if you, and I don't know if you can mm-hmm. articulate it because it's, it's maybe something tough to put into words, but how do you find that extra resolve on a bad day or when things aren't, you know, when 10 other things have gone wrong, you know, to then still fit in your training session? Because I think a lot of people would like to know how to kind of build that strong mindset. Well, there's a couple of things. So back about six months ago, I was I was pretty miserable. For the first time ever, I cried during one of our sessions. I was, just, right. I was just okay. miserable. Um, and also, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, family were giving me a hard time. And this thing of... Fat shaming, that was definitely how I felt it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a lot of things where if I'm told I can't do something, it then makes me more stubborn and I'm going to prove them wrong. Weight or exercise is not the same for me because it's not something I have confidence in. Yes. So, for example, I used to try to do the 5K park run. And again, I had to stop that for health issues. Not because... Yeah, just because it wasn't doing what it should be doing. It was messing with other things too much um but there's a I don't know how to put it really it's I kept it secret from a lot of people that I was doing a park run every week there was very few people I told because I thought I'd be laughed at Mm -hmm. I thought oh really you running no or you're trying to tell me you're fit (laughs) ha 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 very funny and it's that's really hard to get over yes I, and to deal with and what it when I was feeling really rubbish like I said about six months ago around about Easter time I said I basically I had a fight with my mum and I turned around to her and I said look help me mm-hmm. I feel rubbish you're worried about it I think you're unnecessarily worried about it because I do have regular hospital checkups and all the rest of it and if there was an issue I'd be flagged for me sooner than it would be for most people mm-hmm. but I need help and it was somebody to help alongside it it was also you understanding that you understood that I was trying yes absolutely. that matters a lot now different people work in different ways and what it came down to for me at that point and I'd say it was a real turning point for me actually yeah, I would agree. was 
I shouldn't be like this. This was never on the cards for me. Before I lost my sight, before I had all the health issues that came along with it, okay, I hated exercise. I've never been one for the exercise. I've always sort of, you know, looked at other people and be like, hmm, too much effort. <laughs> um, but neither was I a big eater. My mum and dad used to have huge fights with me to finish my food and it was all sort of advice about that now or you shouldn't do that blah 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 mm-hmm. but also at the same time you got to look after your kids yeah. and it wasn't that I then stuffed my face with rubbish I just didn't eat very mm-hmm. much but all that changed also the steroids bloated me so I went into hospital seriously seriously underweight and came out with a tummy you know and you might think yeah. oh you've been lying in bed all that time but also think how much energy your body's using healing mm-hmm. so what it came down to for me six months ago was saying, I am taking back what should be mine. Yes. And you know, people say, oh yeah, it's all about taking control and all the rest of it. And it's like, for me, it was more than that. It was, this is screwed with a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And, the, the, and to be fair, before it had been like, I shouldn't be like this, so, so why should I change? Yeah. But now it's, it's gone the other way of, I am not happy with the body I have now been given. I want to get it back to where I think it should be. So that's that's, that's what changed for me. And it was tough. So for me, partly because of my, the fact I do struggle with temperature, because one of my many health things is I can't control my temperature. So I overheat very easily. So I do a workout first thing in the morning because it's usually cooler. But also, I mean, I set, started off the day well. Yes. I felt I'd already achieved something. I'd already done something. Uh, it's also 30 minutes of not stressing. Yeah. Which is something I realised. It's 30 minutes of me cursing you. <laughs> <laughs> time well spent. Time well spent. Or, or it's more accurately for me, is making sarky comments. <laughs> which I have shared now and again. Um but that, that's what it is. And it is exhausting. And there are some days where I'm just like, screw it. Yeah. You know, there are some days I can't do this. Do you know what? A, 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 a day chilling out. Yeah, I'm getting a takeaway tonight and I am going to just chill out. I have worked my butt off. It's been a rubbish week and I've had enough. And then tomorrow, having taken that time out to just look after, I suppose, mental health. Yeah. The next day, I feel like, okay, we can do this. Yeah, I think I think that's a really important point you've touched on, Natalie, is um, this is something that I, I kind of try to, to uh, highlight a lot for, for a lot of my clients is that control element where um, it's actually fine to choose bad, to choose to have a takeaway, to choose to not train. Um, but I think it's all about the choice. If you've made the choice not to, relax and enjoy it enjoy your takeaway enjoy your day off and then refocus sometimes feeling you like you're in control of both the good and the bad um can have a really incredible impact on your mindset this kind of idea where you're eating a takeaway but you're feeling guilty the whole time and Mm -hmm. then you have to punish yourself because you because you had the takeaway has such a negative effect on your mindset it's unbelievable Mm -hmm. so i always say to people if, if you really want something like that and you've had a really bad day, whether it's because you've had a bad day or whether it's just because that's what you fancy eating for dinner that night, absolutely choose it 
own it you know don't feel guilty about it say i'm going to have this i'm going to enjoy it i'm going to have a, a day off because I've, i you know i'm tired and I, I i feel like i've worked hard up to this point and then i'll work hard tomorrow onwards you know there's nothing wrong with that and i think actually making those choices mm-hmm. is incredibly healthy for your mindset more than anything else but also what occurred to me as well less so with with the workouts but when I started swimming this year and that took a lot of guts because of the practicalities of getting to the gym of what how is I going to physically navigate from from the edge to the pool how is I going to swim up and down without crashing into people mm-hmm. what was going to be this way do I go in a lane do I not go in a lane it sounds ridiculous but I was so scared and also I felt like a fat lump mm-hmm. and I was embarrassed and all I did well, the only way I could get around it to start doing it was saying, this is about me, nobody yes. else. This yes. is for me. And that's what it's come down to. So when people, feeling like, oh, people are going to laugh at me when I admit that I've been working out. Because people ask me now, do you work out? Mm-hmm. And I'm embarrassed to say yes, but at the same time, it's like, who cares? This is yes. about me. I yeah. feel great. I My, my clothes fit better. Um, my dad's been asking recently what's my target and I said to fit into a pair of Levi's jeans <laughs> save up money and calories and, and treat myself and enjoy it yeah absolutely and it's it's not a numbers target then it's a I want at that point I will feel amazing yes yeah and I think I think that's such an important point Hailey is that it's all about you and whilst there is a lot of stress about what other people are going to think that's it's so incredibly normal Um actually what you find is is that nobody's thinking anything because people are so self-serving <laughs> they don't really have any interest in what you're up to and particularly we talked about this just last week actually mm. in the swimming pool I said you know everyone in that swimming pool feels the same way that you do they're only looking at themselves and feeling yeah. self-conscious about themselves nobody's actually looking at you um, but everyone's everyone thinks exactly the same thing. They think everyone's looking at them. They feel really yeah. self conscious, and uh, I think you're right. If you just focus on you and mm-hmm. what's important for you and what works for you, then it it takes so much pressure off and so yeah. much internal talk. Oh, there's oh. so much going on in here. Yeah. Um, but actually, that leads us then <laughs> nicely on to what you know. As I said, we've been training together for five years. You know, if you were to kind of fast forward another five years, um by then you'll be in your late 20s Natalie oh my goodness um, yeah, so I'll, be, I'll be ancient you'll be ancient exactly um, where would you kind of hope that your you know your health and fitness would be at you know what kind of do you have yet have you any long term goals have you ever thought I about that I haven't thought about mm-hmm. it that far because there's also an element of it, I don't want to beat myself up if I don't achieve it yes so like Levi's jeans thing it's, it's less tangible than being like okay I want to be 11 stone by Christmas or 10 stone by yes. by whenever, right? It's because also with the health issues, and things happen. I'm a stress eater, right? Yes. And uni is really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and there's loads of things can happen, but the aim is just to keep it going. I feel much happier. And it, for me, it's just it's taking, I suppose, one block at a time. Yes, okay. Is achieving one block. So... Not that I don't want to think about it in five years' time, but I think maybe in five years' time, I hope to have that figure I've always dreamed of, that mm-hmm. I know I can have, that I yeah. should have. There's also an interesting element, I think, of, you know, people say that you're carrying yourself on, and I think there's been a bit of that now and again. So there's two sides to this. One, I wish I could go back and tell myself at various points in my life, look, you're not fat, 
shut up. Yes. Oh, Stop listening to other people. If every woman could do that, Natalie, <laughs> I mean, it would be a much better... <laughs> uh-huh. And it's, it's hard, you know, to go back when... Because you'd have some people telling you you're not fat. You wouldn't believe them. And you'd have other girls who are skinny as anything saying, oh, I'm too fat just because they want people to tell them they're not. Yeah. And all the rest of it. All those pressures of a PE changing room. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> to go back. Is having terrible flashbacks. To go back and tell myself, look, ignore them. You're absolutely fine. But I want to be in that position where in five years' time I'd be like, wow, isn't this amazing? Mm-hmm. Isn't this amazing? I can have that image. Now, the flip side is, when people talk about kidding themselves on, there's an element of that. There's also an element of, I can't look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So yes, I know how my clothes feel a lot, and, and there's other, obviously, indicators. But at the same time, I don't have that same thing. So in my head, I probably didn't look the same as I do physically. So automatically, I'd edit out the tummy, mm-hmm. which maybe sounds stupid or like self. But I didn't even realize I was doing it okay. until I thought, actually, have you stopped and thought, you know, what you actually do look like? And there'd be don't get me wrong, there'd be occasions where you'd I'd suddenly be like, mm, don't like that, or you know, everybody has that thing where they sit down and suddenly this tummy like massively doubles because <laughs> that's just how it works. Yeah. And there would be elements that, but. It's now, I'm now working to get the image I have in my head to match what I am in reality. Okay. Is what the aim is. And five years' time, hopefully that'll be the case. I mean, preferably sooner than that. But well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I keep going at this rate. Well, <laughs> what, I will, what I will say, Natalie, is um, probably in all the time, I've been a personal trainer and also just, you know... Mm getting to know lots of different people you know personally and professionally I can't say I've met anyone more determined than you <laughs> um, so I think if you've set that goal for yourself I think that there's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind that you'll achieve it um, and and also that you'll put in the work for it you know and I think that that's something you can be incredibly proud of in all areas of your life is that you know when you set a target you've got there and, yeah. and, and in no way without hurdles <laughs> <laughs> overcoming more hurdles than most people have to so yeah um, and and for me that has been incredibly inspirational to watch over the last five years you know and I always I don't know if I've ever said that to you actually um but I really I really genuinely mean it it's um really incredible to see all the things that you've achieved and that I think that you will continue to achieve so yeah. I hope um, that the that you know in the next five years we're still you know um working together and in touch and all those things um, so I can see how far you've come in that time because I think it will be incredible. Yeah, I mean, if this year goes better, if it all works out, if I keep going at this rate, you know, as mentioned Levi's jeans, it's also, I'd love the opportunity. And again, that sounds silly and it sounds very shallow. <laughs> I'd love to be able to wear a bikini okay. and feel good about it. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. And be that next summer in an ideal world, in a less ideal world or a more realistic one the summer afterwards <sighs> that's my aim is to get into a bikini before I feel too old and embarrassed oh. <laughs> don't, don't say what age that's going to be at no but a time to enjoy it and feel yes, good absolutely. about myself yes. yes and you've earned that and you've earned that yeah um, so let's say uh, 
just say best of luck for the next five years and I hope I'm still there and we can we can document <laughs> some more of it thanks, on the yeah. podcast and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us I really appreciate that Natalie no thank you thanks for having me Thanks for joining me on this week's Diary of a Fit Bird podcast. To follow more of my journey, join me on social media at Diary of a Fit Bird or to learn more about my methods, go to the 4321method.com.